brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The views expressed on this podcast are that of the host and may not coincide with your own. Don't let that deter you from listening with an open mind. The UAP report will be printed in mass quantities as to avoid another pandemic shitigate. Lastly, the shit talk is explicit and your virgin mind is about to get probed. Let's get the show started, fuckers. Big O! It's showtime! This is the Tempest Universe. idea how this episode is going to turn out to be honestly because as you recall we're going back in time as you recall last uh last wednesday we had a total meltdown of all the tracks now the tracks worked we couldn't play any music there was no sound effects no clips nothing literally bill gates and his gang of evil doers released an update for Windows, you know, you know, big-time security update. And we have to, right, because, shit, you you don't even know who's breaking into your stuff anymore. But, right, I get it. I get it, Bill. Security update. Wow, wonderful. Don't do it during my episode, man. Since then, the uh, dashboard also updated. This is a fucking wave. It's like when you're at the epicenter of an earthquake... And you hear that wave, that rumbling going away from you. It has that echo. It just keeps on going. So I don't know. We may or may not have a uh, successful episode today. But we're here. And it's Monday. Now I can say this to be for sures. It's been a sucky-ass Monday. But I don't even know why. 
I have no fucking clue. I think I am so, like, programmed, conditioned to Monday's sucking ass that I just, just felt like a badass Monday for no particular reason. I know you guys have had that situation. You get out of bed, and it's like, duh, today fucking sucks. But you barely, you barely were able to uh, splash some water on your face that you already know shit sucks. That's uh, That was my day today for a Monday. Uh, and actually, there was a lot of folks who were kind of echoing the same thing. And I just, I don't know. Maybe just some days just suck the shit out of you. Not in a good way. I'm saying they suck the energy out of you. That's what I meant. Sorry about that. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Two things that we need to ch- chatify about before we get into the news for today. Number one is that this coming Wednesday... This week, we have a guest, and thanks to the one and only Ronnie Dawson, uh, he met this individual who was a presenter at the uh, UFO Megacon, and, you know, Ronnie worked his magic, said, hey, you got to show up at Monty's, uh, Monty's, uh, Manny's podcast so that you can talk about your experience. And so, uh, you know, we got together, I was able to contact this uh, individual, and so they will be here Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. I may or may not op- open up the lines. I got to figure that out first. I don't know how, how comfortable she may be in um, speaking to total strangers, but I'm sure the S Guardians would love to get in there and ask some questions. Now, I got a bio from Amazon because she does have a couple of books on there. Erin Montgomery, okay, by the way, uh, did I do it? Yeah, there's a link to the 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 the, the book. I'm, I'm looking, sorry. I'm like kind of spastic right now. But yeah, I'm looking to see if the link is in there. But if you look in the description, the link is in there to the Amazon book. So you can see the bio. And I think Amazon gives you a little a peek inside the cover. Anyway, she uh, apparently is a fourth degree <laughs> black belt in uh, contactees. No, she is a fourth generation UFO contactee. She's been experiencing... The phenomena since she was seven years old. For God's sake, Putin, you and your damn Russians. Anyway, we know it's not Putin. Let's stop screwing around. Um, since the age of seven, and she's been able to retrieve memories through hypnotic regression. So this is someone that not only has been using that technique to get back those memories of all these these uh, contacts that she's had with these UAPs and the aliens that live among them, but um, she's uh, she's she's turned to the the side of working uh, as a, sh- a shaman to help people heal and and things like that. So there's a lot about her in this bio, but I say look at the description, check it out, click the link to the Amazon, I get a little bit more out of what she's writing about, and uh, believe it or not, she's out of Roswell, New Mexico. I mean, that is a perfect place to grow up as a contactee because it never happened. You know what they say. Roswell never happened. Project Mogul. It was just a bunch of heavy-ass dummies. The bodies were not really bodies. They were like Russians or uh, Chinese. I Really, back then, probably the Japanese. They were throwing their people around in uh, fake spacecrafts. I don't know. This is just nuts. It really is. But anyway, Aaron will be here 
on Wednesday, and we're going to talk to her, and I feel like like a kindred spirit with her, because we know Ronnie. Thanks to Ronnie Dawson, we're going to have something going on, and I might just leave it open. We'll, we'll probably have the lines open, just because uh, I'm sure Ronnie might want to call in and, um, you know, kind of chime in on her story, along with, with his own, but come on. It is really, I mean, could you imagine, is there anyone in New Mexico that has not had a UFO alien situation? That's what I want to know. Really. I really do want to know. Anyway, the other thing that we want to get to before we get into the news for today is I asked a question on the last podcast that went rogue, thanks to Microsoft, and that is, does the audience of the Tempest Universe or UFO Buster Radio or the Dark Horde, do you feel like putting down names on a list to send to Congress to get the one and only Deuce Bigelow, the space gigolo, in front of a UAP hearing? Is it is it worth the time? Can they break him? I don't think they can break him, but I feel like Deuce, which I'm... Um, Alluding to Robert Bigelow from uh, Bigelow Aerospace. I feel that Deuce Bigelow, he's itching to let something out. He, he wants people to know, but he, he's like, you know, he's got that crazy laugh that he, he belts every time someone asks him uh, questions about UFOs. I feel like he can break on his own with very little pressure. I think he could, he could finally just tell us what the hell is going on. But the question to the audience was, would you take part of that? Would we get to 10,000 signatures if we did that? There is a platform that does that. I forgot what the name of it is. They send me shit all the time. Like there was one, like some lady sent her kid to pick up some milk and he dropped it on the way home and all the local cats came and, you know, drank up all the milk. So someone's like, hey, uh, Manny, would you like to sign this, this, uh, this thingy here, you know, so that we can get Congress to approve killing all the neighborhood cats. I'm just saying. They have a lot of shit on there. Some of it is just weird. But this, while many of the other people that use this platform see it as weird, this might be seen as weird too, but it's the time, right? It's a a little bit more in the public, public forum, so maybe we can get something going. So there you go. I'm working on it. I should have some together next week. And let's see. If we can get to 10000 for fuck's sake. Maybe Deuce Bigelow, the space gigolo, will get in front of Congress and tell us what he knows. And again, this is more symbolic than anything else. I, I doubt they can break him to be uh, completely honest. Because he's seen some shit, right? I mean, we know... Robert Bigelow has seen some shit at Skinwalker Ranch. And who knows where else he's seen a lot of stuff. So I don't think a couple of uh, stuffy uh, Congress folks are going to break him unless he wants to be broken. That's what I'm betting on. That he wants to break down and just shoot a bunch of information out. Just like throw up. Paranormal throw up in front of everyone and tell us what we need to know. That's that's my bet. That's what I'm betting on. Anyway, we got three articles today. One is uh, Virgin Galactic. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, Rogue Planets. Oh, my Lord. This is really the... I don't even think Amuamua is as crazy as this story is. We've talked about this before last year, but it's back again because of a new study. It's bananas. Bananas. Okay, then we're going to go to South Carolina. If you guys in South Carolina are uh, familiar with a plant, a planet, with a uh, a park known as Croft State Park, I hope you know about what went down there around the 70s. It is balls to the wall. It's nuts. I can't. I can't believe I didn't hear about this before. I mean, I don't live there or anything like that, but still, let's check out our first track. Hopefully, this works. I don't know. I'm not confident. But uh, here we go. All I ever wanted was you, but you left me alone inside these empty, broken walls. And I can't see it clearly, but it's obvious I know that you left me alone inside this empty, broken hall. And now
we get started, I wanted to say what's up to the uh, guys that are in the Discord. Uh, yeah, not Discord. Get the live chat tonight on Spreaker.com. Because they know that every Monday and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, the podcast is live. So we got Green Man Game Vet. We got Pucky, Dre, Danam. I don't know, every time, every time I hear the name Norm, I want to go like, uh, you know, full Wisconsin or something like that. Danam. Uh, so they're all in there, right here. Thank you all for joining. We uh, know these guys as the hard. <laughs> I can't. I can't do. I can't do uh, voices because then I get fucking lost. Uh, as he has guardians, if you want to know more about them, you need to get onto Discord. The link is in the description, and you can chat with them uh, post podcast, before the podcast, in between. All kind of stuff goes down. A uh, special shout out to Igor, who is uh, getting better and better every day. So uh, why don't we just get to it? Uh. Yeah, Green Man says that's a little bit more like a like a. Like a uh, a Boston accent, and you might be right. It's just it's Boston, Nam. Yeah, I think you you're right, the Nam. Yeah, you got it. I got you, Virgin Galactic. This weekend, Richard Branson, Unity Twenty Two, headed into space. I don't understand this. I don't. Now, first of all, I do get why Richard Branson put his ass on the line. That makes total sense to me. Because shit was not looking good, man. It really wasn't. I promise. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. He needed to do this. He needed to risk it all. And so we know that this crew, they got there, and they were like, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to take Sir Richard. We're going to jump on this damn craft. We're going to attach this bitch to another plane, and we're, going to, and we're going to take off from the other plane and go into low orbit, hang there for like about five minutes or so, you know, weightlessness. Go about the cabin, jumping around like fools. Then we're going to sit back down because the time is up. And Richard's going to give us this amazing speech. Now, when I was watching the, uh, it was like the replay of the live. So when, uh, oh, Richard Branson was giving his speech, 
By the way, he's 70 years old already. And he was saying that um, he was he's waited 52 years to become an astronaut since the Apollo 11 mission from 1969. So this is how long he's been waiting for this. And he's poured a shit ton of money into it. And so now he's an astronaut. He got into low orbit. He's cool, right? The feed... When Richard was going to give his speech, it kind of just cut off. You know, you could kind of see him, he like smiling and stuff. You know, Richard got that, a lot of damn teeth. You know, he's smiling and shit and all kind of stuff. And nobody could hear what the fuck he was saying to it later on. But, but still, is it an amazing feat? Yes. There's a lot of flat earthers who have attempted this and have not made it. So for them... Well, the Earth is still flat. But for Richard Branson and the crew, they might have some answers. Really, these are the opportunities where flat earthers need to get together and uh, form a fucking committee if you can. And they should have been there in New Mexico because that's where uh, this thing took off. They should have been there to ask the important questions about the turtle. That's what they. Sh- that's what he should have done. But you know, flat earthers—they always miss the mark, man. They always miss the mark. Like I've said it before, right now a ticket on one of these uh, Virgin Galactic space shots to nowhere for five minutes is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a seat. There is way more than two hundred and fifty thousand flat earthers on the planet. Get your asses together. Get your rupees. You know. Get your South American dollar, your pesos. Get all that shit together and pay for your top flat earther to get on Virgin Galactic and figure the shit out. Stop screwing around. Your opportunity is here. Name your emissary, you flat earther emissary. I know, I just went on a complete different uh, thing here. Just because flat earthers, they make me mad sometimes. I'm just saying. Anyway, so yeah, it is true. $250,000... A seat to get on Virgin Galactic to, uh, you know, get into that um, microgravity situation. I just don't get it. It just makes no sense to me. But anyway, you, you if you like it, I love it. That's all I can say. Uh, Richard had this, um, there's a quote from him, actually. It says, we are the vanguards of a new industry determined to pioneer 21st century spacecraft, which will open space to everybody and change the world for good. If you have $250,000 laying around somewhere where you want to, you know, change shit for you, <laughs> then go for it. Uh, this is the guy. He can get you up there for that much. Now, I don't believe there's a whole lot of seats being open right now. You know, because we're still screwing around with this, to be honest. This microgravity is not going to get to you anytime soon. Maybe next year, a little more, and every year after that, they'll open it up. But I, I don't see the, I don't see it, you know. I, I don't see where this makes any fucking sense to anybody. Anyway, uh, part of his speech was this: to all you kids down there, I once was a child with a dream, with big ass teeth, looking up at the stars. Now I'm among them in a spaceship. That was his fucking. What? He didn't tell the kids shit. 
he didn't tell the price tag. You're going to have to save. Every blue-collar kid out there is going to have to save most of their fucking lives until they get wrinkly and pruned to pay a ticket to get on this thing to be weightless for five minutes. I, I don't understand the uh, Virgin Galactic situation. Now, NASA did have an experiment that was added to this particular flight, and apparently it, it's going to continue to happen. NASA is going to continue to send flights that, that test, you know, microgravity. But, you know, NASA is like a, NASA is like an old hooker. I mean, basically, NASA is spreading its uh, venereal diseases in every single space flight it can find. Literally. NASA's like a, a old hooker somewhere in the red light district. And that's where Richard Branson was one day and he caught an STD from Lenaza. That, that's the only analogy I can come up with because they're, they're throwing their shit everywhere. Like, nobody gives any fucks, man. I mean, you're, you guys are supposed to be the guys that make the rockets. But anyway, congratulations to uh, Virgin Galactic and Sir Richard Branson, the action man. Well, retired action man, 70 years old now. But uh, he was loving it, man. He had the biggest grin uh, the whole time. And, you know, after all these years of trying to make it happen, for it to come to fruition, fantastic. I love it. I still don't get it. I, I feel like Virgin Galactic is going to run its course. I was looking around to find out what the hell else do they have planned, but I couldn't find it. Like, uh, I even went to the Virgin Galactic website and... It is just a, uh, it's just like a big pipe dream they're selling people. But anyway, it is what it is. Congratulations to Virgin Galactic uh, at two hundred fifty thousand a pop. And you know, you you would think, you would think, you could sit more than freaking four or five people in that bitch. Come on, put more people in it. Like you really want to make some money. Anyway, that's uh, that's my thing right now. The link is in the description if you want to hear more about what Richard Branson had to say. And uh, if it really matters to you. I really, you know, you know, between Richard Branson, uh, Elon Musk, and uh, the crazy ball-headed guy from Amazon. I, I, you know, Richard Branson really is at the bottom of that tier. Way at the bottom. I hate to say it. He really is. I mean, you know, my bet is on Elon, but uh, we'll see what Blue Origin puts together. Because I, I feel like it's not, it really isn't going to do anything for us. I think Elon is the one that we need to back. Hashtag it.
don't know what the hell is wrong with Mondays. I'm just a little angry on the inside. I think that's what it is. Now, I do have the old vodka set up here, and I see Danam. He's got the uh, the vodka himself. That's the drink of the uh, Tempest Universe, vodka. And it can be flavored if you want it to, because there's some from Austin. It's this cranberry vodka, man. This thing is magnificent. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I don't put no damn umbrellas in it. I drink it like it is. I'm partly Russian. I'm saying it right now, NSA. You got me. Dozens of starless rogue alien planets possibly spotted. This is a story that broke a, a year or two ago. I want to say, right? Today, there was this theory that possibly planets, whole-ass fucking planets, could be flung into the galaxy and just be, like, roaming. Like roaming the uh, roaming the halls without a pass. Could you could you imagine that? Now you know people get freaked out about you know freaking asteroids, a mua mua, and things like that going you know past our planet. You know maybe a, a rock the size of let's say Australia, possibly hitting the target and ending the planet. But could you imagine another fucking planet doing that? Could you imagine the catastrophe that our solar system would be in if a free-floating planet goes through it? Like these are, I don't even think that you call them free-floating planets. They should be free-balling planets. Because they're free-balling throughout the entire galaxy. That's what they're doing. Free-balling planets. Let's coin that. These guys got together. Of course, we're talking about astro- astronomers. Because this is what they do. And they used um, the Kepler Space Telescope to um, identify some stuff, right? We're we're going through, we're trying to identify exoplanets. But these exoplanets are just roaming around free. For some reason, these planets broke away from their stars. So you can imagine, you know, let's say Mercury, some shit went down. We lost the the sun loses its pull on Mercury and it just flings off into left field. Gone. Well, the shit's gonna keep floating until it hits something. But it's a whole last planet. In their study that they conducted, you won't believe this thing. Over a two month period, they used Kepler and they looked at a field of about a million stars. These stars were towards the center of our galaxy, and they looked at this every 30 minutes. So, it, you know, it's not like they um, looked the entire 30 minutes, like they took a pic. Ooh, 30 minutes, ooh, 30 minutes, you know? And what they found was the possibility that they located, just in that segment of our galaxy, 27 planet-sized mavericks that were free-balling just across those million or so stars. It's freaking bananas, okay? Just think about it. This is why people have to understand how, how small we are in our own galaxy. This is just our galaxy, and there's hundreds of billions of other galaxies, and we are like the shit pin of one corner of our galaxy, 
extremely small, infinitesimally small compared to the rest of our own galaxy. We're not even talking about the universe. And in that little area that they looked at for two months. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At every 30-minute interval, 27 size planets, big-ass planets, were roaming the solar system or wherever the fuck they were in that part of space, by themselves. They were free, balling planets. Did somebody contact NASA? We need to change the name of the their term, free-floating. They're not free-floating. They all free-float, right? Except for gravity. But these are free-balling ones. Not only are they free-floating, but they're balls out. They're everywhere. This is completely nuts. The study was published on July the 6th in the Journal of Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. Completely nuts. Now the data itself didn't just show up all dandy and ready. The data was actually captured back in 2016. You know, science moves fucking slow. We can't help it. That's the way it is. Could you imagine 2016, five years later, and all of a sudden we have a free-balling planet trying to Coming to our solar system. Well, yeah, if y'all guys would have got your shit together in 2016, we would have known what to expect. But here's the thing. We've seen all these things about NASA getting ready to, you know, maybe use uh, some kind of a nuclear device to deter, you know, any big rocks heading our way. What the fuck are you going to do with a whole ass planet? That just makes no... I mean, really, guys, let's, let's get into the mindset of this. Could you imagine... Freaking Saturn. Just going balls to the wall, free-balling through our solar system. I mean, it's cataclysmic. Completely nuts. It just blows my mind. Completely blows my mind. Um, so, they, they got these 27 so-called planets. They still have to do a little bit more study on this. But um, the uh, the varying lengths of what they, uh, what they caught range from anywhere... Between an hour to up to 10 days long for that particular object to cross what they call the microlensing of gravity. Meaning that the thing's going by and it bends light because of gravity. I mean, one that's one big ass fucking planet that take 10 days to go past over a two month period. I'm just saying, that's freaking nuts. Um, but it's crazy. There's a quote here from Ian McDonald. He's one of the lead authors. He says, these signals are extremely difficult to find. He says, our observations pointed an elderly alien telescope 
with blurred vision at one of the most densely crowded parts of the sky where there are already thousands of bright stars that vary in brightness and thousands of asteroids that skim across our field. We know that the, uh, the Kepler is about to be replaced, right, by the James Webb telescope. Could you imagine just taking into consideration how this astronomer described Kepler blind as fuck. Like, Kepler's like 90 years old, according to him. He's got cataracts and all kind of shit. But could you imagine when James Webb Space Telescope goes up there, how clearly things are going to be opened up. So our 27 freaking free-balling planets could end up being 270 or more. The hope is that in the search for exoplanets, the James Webb Telescope is going to open up a lot of new discoveries. But free-balling planets, it's got to be one of them. And if you have them at the core of our galaxy, for fuck's sake, we should have them here too. Maybe Oumuamua was part of a free-balling planet that met its doom and crashed into something else. And we have this shard from that planet going through our solar system. Which means, really, there should be more pieces coming through. To be honest, if that's the case. There's more about that article in the description. And maybe, hey, if you feel all scientifically like, you can go ahead and check out the actual paper about the free boiling planets. They really should just call it that, I'm going to be honest. Come on, stop screwing around.
don't fucking scream at me. Where's you the dumb money? Fuck you. Look at you with your fucking 48% body fat. <laughs> How to cover this this one story here? Okay, I'm be honest about it because we just went through this uh, UAP report probing, and then you got all the people that you know they take sides when it comes to UAP report and aliens and whether or not it's true, whether or not it happens, are these things real? Are they not swamp gas? China, maybe China or Russia? China, one of them. But when you hear reports like, um, or incidents like this guy had, this guy Lewis, out of uh, Widmire in South Carolina. When you hear his story, there, there's just no way that it can be another country. There is no, for fuck's sake, there is no other country in our planet, or on our planet. That could be inside too if you go into Antarctica. For those of you listening in Antarctica, that's for you. But there's just no way that these stories can have any connection to China, to Russia, to uh, North North Korea. Fuck, he can't get a rocket up to even if he filled it with blue pills. I'm just saying. This guy named Lewis, who was born in Widmar back in 1957, at the time that they recorded or interviewed him he was 64 years old and he says hey (laughs) i grew up a country boy in the south south carolina i fished i played football i did all the stuff i played baseball love to hunt that was me back in the day he says at about the age of 10 or 11 because he he grew up in a really um strict Religious family, they never missed Sunday church. But at about that age of 10 to 11, a friend of his uh, snuck him over a, a comic book, UFO Flying Saucers. And he says, when he looked at the, art, the cover art, he was like, damn, that shit is freaking cool. He said the stories inside of that book were interesting. He said at that point in his life, he never thought he would experience his own UFO story. So we fast forward, right? Because, you know, the guy, after that, that was about 10 or 11. He um, goes through, you know, middle school, goes to high school, meets the sweetheart of his life, Jackie, right after high school. And they get married, they raise some Children's together, little ankle biters. And they got this all set up, right? So one day, they're like, oh, let's pack all this shit up. Let's get our asses off and go to the park. Not just any park. They went to the the Croft State Park in South Carolina. For those of you who listen from South or North Carolina, if you've been there, let me know. If you've heard the story, let me know. It's the first time I hear about this. So, you know, Jackie and Lewis, 
They get together and they go to the state park. They have a day of it. They're out there, you know, they cook their breakfast. They have lunch later on, the dinner. And then they're like, well, what do we do now? What are we going to do? The sky was uh, pretty clear. Okay, Jackie apparently was talking about how beautiful the stars were. Then she noticed something strange. She said, Louis, do you see that orange-looking star? Okay, then again she exclaimed, Louis, Louis. Louis says the reason he wasn't answering was because he did see it. But he knew it wasn't a star. He says he doesn't know how he knew. But internally, intrinsically, you know, that that shit ain't no star. Maybe a plane? Possibly. So he says, babe, that's not a star. And then she says, well, it could be an airplane. And he's like, I don't think so. I don't know. At that point, he didn't want to tell her what he thought. And it was, that's a flying saucer. In which case, he couldn't, right? Because really what they're seeing is some oddball fucking star that looks kind of strange in the sky. But one of the things that he did notice was that this orange thing was moving. So it wasn't a star. At times, it was zigzagging and holding completely still. Then it would move again. So that's where the conversation of an airplane came in. Maybe it's me, but it's really weird that there are so many stories of UFOs and sightings that they use this zigzagging movement. Like they're searching for something. They say 15 to 20 minutes just went by and this UFO, this orange looking orb, disappeared. They really talked about stuff for the next two to three hours and then they just call it quits. They went to bed. The next morning, they did some hikings. They went to the local trails up there in Old Croft State Park. They did their thing. Then they, they talked for a little bit. They started to wind down. They made dinner. Had a, they put a fire together. And they decided to just lay there and stargaze. All of a sudden, the orange orb came back again. Of course, Jackie, she spots it first to say, Hey, Louis, look. There it is again. What is that? Louis saw it. And again, he told her, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the hell it is. But all of a sudden, there was no more zigzagging. It just stopped. wasn't moving anymore. Lewis says he noticed that after a while, it seemed to be getting larger. Then he realized it's not that it's getting larger. It's that it's coming towards us. He says the craft descended over Lake Craig which is part of Croft State Park and it hovered over the surface of the water about 100 feet or so this is what Lewis described UAP report fuckers 
It was about four to five football fields in length. And it made no sound. It just hovered over the water. He says the entire area where they were became silent. No fucking crickets. <laughs> Hell, even the crickets did not want to get probed. There was nothing. No cicadas, nothing. The entire area was silent. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't that scare the fuck out of you? Jackie finally exclaimed, Lewis, is that a flying saucer? Duh. The shit is right in front of you. Five football fields? Are you fucking kidding me? Why are you guys even asking each other questions? Get the hell out. Get out. It's like in the horror movies. When you hear, get out, you get out. If you hear no noise and it's five football fields, get out. I don't understand why people don't uh, get that. This is just so strange to me. So there it was. Right there. Lewis says, he said, maybe, I don't know. For fuck's sake, Lewis, just tell her. Just tell her. They said it sat there about two minutes, and then all of a sudden, it shot off into the sky very quickly with, again, no sound. What he what he said next was kind of weird, because he says Jackie was not frightened at all, just excited. They talked about it again for a little bit, and they went to sleep. These guys are way too calm, to be honest, Lewis and Jackie. Around 3 a.m., Lewis was woken up from uh, some commotion outside of their tent. He could see on the other side of the tent, there was a small, there was like a light glow from the outside. He thought maybe the campfire had flamed up again. But he decided to get his flashlight together, you know, go out there and see what the hell is going on. What he saw, according to him, changed his life forever. The orange glow that he saw from inside the tent, which he thought was the campfire, it was not. It was the UFO. And this time it was back, and a lot closer, only 50 yards from the tent they were staying in. And only about 15 feet off the ground. And if that wasn't shocking enough, he saw four to five small, thin, children-like creatures with no hair, only slits for mouths, large black almond-shaped eyes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Russian. These little creatures were rummaging through all their stuff. Looking through all their belongings like they lost something. One of them, in all the commotion, made it up to Lewis and pulled out a device. The next thing he remembers is that uh, Jackie was trying to wake him up. Not at the campsite, not by where the tent was at, 
down some trail at 1.15 in the afternoon. And she was over him, asking him, or yelling at him to wake up. According to Lewis, to this day, he daily thinks about that incident. At 64 years of age. Actually, he should be a little older now, huh? He was born in 57. Jackie and Lewis stayed married. They had children. But that day changed his life. He says it creeps into his mind all the time. What he saw, what he experienced. This is the life of a abductee. This is the life that in the United States... No one seems to know what the hell is going on, but they're willing to blame adversarial adversarial countries. Are you serious? Five fucking football fields. We're talking about countries that are being blamed for things like this that um, could barely get a simple rocket up. Isn't that maddening? Lewis and Jackie's stories, in this case, if you were to think about it with respect to what we heard about UAPs, UFOs, should be a very limited, you know, handful of incidents, but it's not. And it's not just in the United States, it's everywhere. Listen, if I was a Russian uh, government official or a Chinese government official, I'd be pissed off as fuck. I'd be, we're looking for the same damn thing, stupid. What are you talking about? You know they are. They're out there trying to identify what the hell these are. And everybody's blaming everyone. But we, we the people, the blue-collar, blue-collar folks of the world, are not getting any answers. So when someone tells you that it was either Russian or China that was buzzing the uh, USS Omaha, the Patricia, or the Flotilla, or any of the F-18 Super Hornets in the United States, they're lying to you. There's a reason why they kept it to that small, limited time frame. Because they don't have to take Jackie and Lewis's story. They don't have to include that in there. Because if they can't explain to you what was seen by military personnel with their own eyeballs with their equipment with the uh, the personal devices that they use to record the things how the fuck they're going to tell you what Jackie and Lewis saw there was five football football fields in length in the middle of a damn state park they can't and it's not only that they can't they're not even willing to because they'll they'll look like total assholes. Because they've been hiding the truth. And there you go. I didn't really uh, give you every single detail of Jackie and Lewis's experience down in the Croft State Park in South Carolina. I just gave you some highlights. There's a lot more to it. 
Click on the link in the description and read it. We're hopefully going to hear kind of similar accounts from our guest on Wednesday. Because, it, listen, we've had, during the UFO Buster Radio days, we've had guests who have said that there's that link to a generational contactee slash um, abduction. So it's not a new thing. There was actually a story that I uh, kind of didn't bring to the podcast today. Because it was extremely... It was like a three-shitter article, to be honest, you know. Like, literally, we'd be like, another podcast coming up next week, and you're still trying to find time on the shitter to read their article. But the article itself talked about how way before, back in the day, when people relied on philosophy... You know, 1800s coming up forward through time. That there was always, at any time, part of any philosophical conversation was the idea that aliens existed. So if people are talking about this back in the 18 fucking hundreds, as they threw down their philosophy of why we exist... Why is this so taboo now? I'm just saying. You've got to just put this UAP report nonsense to the side. Now, like I said before, I would love to get Deuce Bigelow, Space Jiggler, to spill the beans. Because I think he is one of the folks that knows the most. But, um, fat chance of that happening, to be honest. So you guys... In those state parks, you be careful. It's funny how many people go missing in state parks, to be honest. And to hear a story like this, uh, there, hey, there could be a UFO connection. You never freaking know if some of these people, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that go missing every year in state parks. Some of these could be permanent abductions that just were never returned. Wouldn't that be freaky as hell? This is the end of the podcast. I thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, this makes some sense to you. I know sometimes I get to uh, this uh, narrow vision when it comes to the UAP report and all the craziness that people are discounting. Look past that time frame they gave you, and you'll see. It's all a damn game. It's all a damn game today. To, to them, to the government, Congress, all of them. It's a fucking game. It's not China. It's not Russia. Give me the real scoop. Stop screwing around. Ciao. I'm a selfish kind of person. With a soul trying to fly. I aim to break the laws of nature.
way, I got one more long-distance dedication to all the free balling planets in the universe. We love you. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.